Hello everyone and welcome back. This is Marcus from Gen Con TV and we are excited to bring you another classic episode of Fireside with Peter Adkison, where the founder of Wizards of the Coast himself takes us on a trip through the untold history of Magic the Gathering with special guests from the game's illustrious past. In today's classic episode, Peter and co-host Beverly Marshall Sailing are joined by Lisa Stevens. So without further ado, we'll drop you right into the conversation. Let me tell you, this gal has some stories. You will not be <laughs> disappointed. Lisa, welcome. Thank you, Peter. Thanks, Beverly. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> I, we're, I'm we've like, already been talking we, all morning. So it's we just have like so many stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, uh, okay. So, so quickly before, I mean, okay. Where we like to start with is before Wizards, mm. before Magic the Gathering. You were doing something. I mean, you were alive when we hired you. You, yeah. you had a you, you had a job. What, what was that? What were you doing before you heard about us? So, at, before Wizards of the Ghost, um, I was actually at White Wolf uh, down in Atlanta, Georgia. It was the very, very early days of White Wolf Publishing. In fact, we had just kind of formed the company right. not that long, maybe uh, about a year before. And White Wolf, the, the company that produced uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. The whole World of Darkness franchise, mm -hmm. uh, an RPG <clears throat> company that uh, we very well respected and loved. Company. Exactly. And, so, and Ars Magica. And Ars Magica. Magica. Yes, mm -hmm. that's right. So, you know, so I was down there yeah. working on Vampire. Mm -hmm. and, uh, in so, Atlanta. In right? Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was doing sales, marketing, uh, editing. Uh, just about anything that you know they could get me to do at the time. Small companies that happen. Small company stuff. Many hats. Right. Small cap and so, many hats. And, and you were there when White Wolf launched Vampire. I was. Great, I was. Right? It was that actually at Origins that year we launched it and yeah. stuff. But yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was there. awesome. Were, I got to see it take off like a shot. You have a habit of being at a company that comes out with a hit. Mm -hmm. I like to think about. It. Think that that's true. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's kind of fun. That's uh, good talent. Good talent. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good talent to have. If it's you a good, possibly have it, right? Better be lucky mm -hmm. than good. That's what I say. Okay, so uh, so you're a white wolf, and somehow you ended up a wizard. Oh, so so that's tell, tell that story. Tell, tell that story. Mm -hmm. All right. So this it, it, this is a weird thing about about like life, and I, I think about these things all the time. That there's all these circumstantial things that have to happen for right. you to actually mm -hmm. get to where mm -hmm. you were and you know, how you got there. So. How did I get to, to Wizards? Wizards? Yeah. So I was at the Gamma Trade Show. The Gamma Trade Show, for those of you who don't know, is actually a trade show that the uh, Game Manufacturers Association tabletop puts on games. every year mm -hmm. with yeah. tabletop it's, games. It's really our only one. I mean, it's a small yeah. show. All those getting bigger. I mean, but if you want to do business <clears throat> in the world of tabletop games, you got to go to the Gamma Trade Show. That's exactly. the industry show. That's, yeah. that's the industry show. Exactly. Right. So that this is the Wayback Machine back to 1991, I think. Yeah, it was 1991 like a lunch for the attendees. And right. Peter had had the foresight to, to send a guy named Rich Kalis mm -hmm. to the show to do some scouting, to learn a little bit from... I was shy. And, and, Rich, and Rich was more handsome. Rich was young <laughs> and handsome. And that just, helps. Uh -huh, I just thought uh -huh. we to send one person to the trade show. Should it be me? No, I think I should send our really handsome sales guy to the <laughs> show. Smart play. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
so anyway, I'm, 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 you know, I'm going to eat lunch and I, I'm looking for a place to sit and I sit down next to this guy who's sitting at this table. And there's a spot next to him and we start up a chat. Mm-hmm. And he's, he introduces himself and says, "Oh, you know, me and some friends were starting a game company up in in, in, in Seattle, Washington." And I said, mm-hmm. "What have you made?" And he goes, "Well, we haven't made anything yet." And he gave me the story about how his you know, the, you know, the president sent him down to to, to you know reconnoiter the reconnoiter and stuff. And so yeah. we, we struck up a friendship. And then so after that, I end up uh, getting on this crazy billboard <laughs> thing that Kent McLaughlin mm-hmm. had put up at the you know when he was at the UW. And I would like I would like find this way to like worm my way through all these little uh, local modems all the way to Seattle, so I'd have to pay money to talk. And mm-hmm. so yeah. I'd be on there, right. ta- and chat, you know, ty- typing away. And, and, and I gotta throw you know, from, from our perspective, what was so interesting about this when Rich comes back is he's like, you never believe who I met. I met a vice president at White Wolf, and she knows everything about the industry she knows everybody in the industry she knows all the stuff that we had no idea like we, we didn't know anything how do you have a product trust me we all started there how do you have a product how do you price it yeah Who do you sell it to yeah right. what what margins should you be targeting right what discounts should where do you find printers and where do you yeah yeah what printers are going like, to actually do small runs for you the wealth of information <laughs> that you brought to the company was incredible completely right? invaluable completely so 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 anyway, so I'm you know I'm talking and I and I start chatting with Peter here and 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 so we start. I can remember very early in the morning getting up and you're already on and we were we'd spend hours just chatting and little type you know just doing yeah. type chats and stuff and then we start talking on the phone and so that summer you invite me out to Seattle right <clears throat> on a vacation I hadn't had a vacation in like a zillion years right. and so you invite me to come out to Seattle and so the the moment I remember so. How did I end up with the coast? It was on this trip, yes. and I, Peter puts the full court press on me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we we want to hire you, have you come up? It's a long ways. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I've never been to right. Seattle in my lifetime. It's the first time. Right. They they show me how beautiful it is. We go around, mm-hmm. but there was this one seminal moment. We go down, and this is going to sound kind of funny. We go down to the golf course near your house, yeah. and we're sitting <laughs> along the Green River on the banks right. of the Green yeah. River. And we were just talking about our dreams, about what we want to do in our lives, what we what we're excited about, and just and we we're just kind of sharing mm-hmm. those dreams, and and I you know and, and I asked Peter like what does he want, and and he and he looked him in the eye and he said, I want to make all my friends millionaires. That's mm-hmm. what he said. Yep. And I believed him. Even oh though, God! Yeah, even we though all we did. had no plan and no products uh-huh. and nothing. I mean, there wasn't any. But I, I, I met all you know you guys there too at mm-hmm. the same time, and I can see there's really good people here, right? Smart people, good people. They're all enthusiastic and smart. And smart is really important because mm-hmm. you know that's that's you surround yourself with good people, you can figure out what you're the hell you're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think I like to think that we were smart to know what we didn't know. <clears throat> yeah, and I think and, that was the other and, thing, right? And it was right? a really long list. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you but, know what you don't know, mm-hmm. then, you know. Well, and you can admit to yourself that you don't know it. Exactly. Right. Mm. So, you know, so I, but after after that little thing, I was like, I'm in, you know, and so yeah. we, yeah. you know, we, we flew so, down. You so, know. We hi- so we hired you. <laughs> so you hired I me. I hired you, uh, and, and it was our first, it was hard for me, because <laughs> we didn't have any money, and I your situation I, was we had to pay you a salary. I hadn't so paid any do, do you remember how we came up with my salary? <laughs> You, you asked me what my costs were, what my expenses were, like rent, mm-hmm. right. car payment, right. whatever, mm-hmm. and that's what you paid me. Right. I had zero savings. There was no extra money at all. It was like, 
Yeah, we were tight. And I'm pretty sure it was coming out of your salary from Boeing, too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was probably more than once that you paid me. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's all kind but of was, a blur. It but is. Yeah, I mean, that's why blur. I kept working at Boeing for three years. Uh, exactly. Because that was the biggest source of You had a family had. to support. I had a family to support. Exactly. Right. So, uh, so we, we, and I had to go back to everybody. We had to socialize that and say, yeah, we got to do that. this. Right. And, um, and so we agreed to bring you out. And so I, I remember fondly the trip. <laughs> I don't remember it hardly at all, but because I was, I had, a, I had like a fever. So, so it was like, well, basically, I flew to Atlanta. Yep. How and, pack up this and we rented a U-Haul mm-hmm. and packed all your shit in the U-Haul. My car was on and, the back. And, and then your car was being towed behind the U-Haul. <clears throat> and we drove from Atlanta to Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. With my dog. With my big Siberian husky dog. With a Siberian the front husky <laughs> in summer. In summertime. <laughs> in like 80-some degree heat. <laughs> and not just any Siberian husky. So now, 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 just trying to blow past, you know, whatever sort of. Uh, I mean, we were so naive and young; we weren't aware that, you know, a, a the male head of a company should probably not go out and accompany a new female employee across the country. I mean, didn't, you didn't even think she about had it. a we dog. Did, we did, she had, had a dog. dog with me. We didn't think about that. And if you're wondering, like, well, what were the accommodations in the hotel rooms? We, we slept in the cabin. We didn't have enough money for hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah, that s- was not an issue. We took turns sleeping in the cab of the front truck, or, or, in, in, or on the on the grass in the rest areas. Yeah, one night. Yeah, one night I got so tired of of us sleeping in the cab, sitting up. That mm-hmm. I just it was a really hot night. Yep. I just went and and laid down on the grass in a rest stop where we stopped. And uh, about five o'clock in the morning, the sprinklers came. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Rude awakening! I'm running over the truck, just soaking wet. Because I mean, it was just like (laughs) right at me, you know. It's like that woke me up quick. Yeah, (laughs) it was a great trip. It was. We had fun with your dog, Monoma Falls. That's Um, right. This dog was so uh, hyperactive. Hyperactive. Oh yeah. Just um, I took to calling her Ripper. So when we were out walking up the trail to Monoma Falls and passing other people. I'd like make a big show of oh, easy ripper. Oh, easy! No, no, not kill, not kill. Easy ripper. People were back. People were one the off the trail to get around us. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was hilarious. Was, it was fun time. So, so we got you up to uh, we, we got you up to uh, wherever we are. Right, Seattle. Yeah. So, so like, I, mean, I think there's one story we're kind of missing in here. So, oh. from the the point where. Where you ended up uh, convincing me to come up, I, I still went back to Atlanta because I had two mm-hmm. weddings to go to. My sister Kim got married, and then uh, my friend Anna McDonough got married. Anna and Chris McDonough got, right. ended up getting married in Atlanta, and so during that time, you met a guy named Mike Davis, yes, at mm-hmm. a local convention in Seattle. And I, I, I remember I get this phone call from Peter, and and and, and you, you were basically like, he's got this game. It's called Robo Rally, and it's about this robots in a in a, mm-hmm. in a this factory maze with all this dangerous stuff. And mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, those are so expensive to make, and I don't know how we're gonna we can make this thing. And he goes, but he really wants to work with us. This is <laughs> this you know he's got this friend Richard Garfield who's you know he's this great game designer who just does all these game designs. And I'm just like, well, he doesn't have anything else. And then so you went back to Richard, right. and, mm-hmm. and 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 I think the story probably been told a zillion times before mm-hmm. how you went and said. Yeah, can we need something smaller, portable? I don't know, maybe, you know, something you could play while you're like waiting a, in line, or right, a at a restaurant, game. a, a card sim- game, a right? Card mm-hmm. game, and and well, the other piece of that had been that I had um, 
noticed that if you went to science fiction fantasy conventions like NorwestCon, yeah. DreamCon, other conventions mm-hmm. that I, I was a fan of going to, um, that I would see all this art, this mm-hmm. fantasy and science fiction art that wasn't getting published, mm-hmm. uh, that, was in, that was color, because the market for color fantasy, mm-hmm. there wasn't it's much expensive, demand yeah. for yeah. it. It was expensive, yeah. There was consumer demand. People wanted this art. We didn't really realize how badly it declined, mm-hmm. but there was, um, but publishers weren't printing much uh, mm-hmm. color art because it's too expensive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And <clears throat> most well, RPG books were black and white. Maybe they didn't have a color cover. Usually they have a color cover, to be honest, mm-hmm. right? But um, the interior is usually black and white, mm-hmm. and there was far fewer of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So we, anyway. So, so you you go back, and yeah. then Richard has a game, the Five Magics, he called it at the time, right, I think. Right. And uh, and 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 he says, okay, well, you'll send us some cards, and that's about the time that when we do the trip, come up, and and the, I think like the first week I'm in the office. A package arrives from Richard Gar. Mm-hmm. He's in Pennsylvania at the time, right? And right. And, and a package so comes with about, all these. Uh, um, sep- this would have September. been around September of nineteen ninety one. Two. No one. One. You're right. Yeah, one. Yeah, it had to be one. Yeah, you're right. Two years. What was it? Yeah, because ninety two was the year us. of Talislanta and Primal Order and stuff. Yeah, anyway. yeah. The audience. Yeah, <laughs> need to, we need to check each other on dates. Yeah, it's so hard to get. It them starts right. going right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, it's okay, 91, right? right. Yeah, September right. 91. Yeah. And uh, this big, you know, thing of, of, of just basically loose cards comes up. By the way, I think he kind of collated them in the decks because I think he was trying to, you know, already he deal. He did put them in decks. Or, he was mm-hmm. already starting to deal with, like, wanting to have rare cards that, like, I had cards that you didn't have and you had cards mm-hmm. that I didn't have. And then we'd play each other and he'd be like, what the heck is that, you know? Because that was, right. Richard was enamored with that mm-hmm. idea of from, the beginning. Of, of from the very beginning that mm-hmm. there would be rare cards that no, maybe most people hadn't seen and then when they get mm-hmm. played during a the game mm-hmm. they'd be like what's a Shivan dragon right mm-hmm. stuff like that right. you know not right. realizing it would just there'd be so many Shivan dragons out there that everybody would have one or see mm-hmm. one you yeah. know we didn't realize how big it'd get but in our mm-hmm. small pool it was kind of fun because you would have a card and people yeah. would be like what does that do and so there was a lot of that kind of cool stuff and of course then we started just all playing I mean, it was we, hard to get work s- done. <laughs> yeah. There was like two weeks where we didn't do anything but play magic. I mean, these, mm-hmm. these, when the playtest cards arrived at the at the Watsi office, which was the basement of my home. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, basement which I was, house. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I was renting. I mean, it was even a real proper home. <laughs> <clears throat> when the, those cards arrived and we broke them out and handed them out to all the, I say employees, but mm-hmm. it was... It was Couple of shareholders, employees, shareholders, shareholders yeah, that was people that, that came mm-hmm. and volunteered yeah. time yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. at the company, and um, uh, and people took it and started playing. It was just nonstop playing. We were immediately, mm-hmm. yep. I, I think I think I told you at the time. I said this could be big, and I, I think I think I even said I thought it might make a million dollars. You told me that's just ludicrous. Nothing could. <laughs> Yeah. We'd never make a million dollars off this thing. I, I, but yeah. maybe at least a million. It might have been you. I think Tim McLaughlin. Still, but I can say that's probably a conversation I had more than once. Probably. <laughs> yeah. But I was, I mean, I remember I was terrified someone would steal the idea. Oh, yeah. Yes. We were terrified. Because we were so small. We had no money. I mean, how do you yeah. make, how do you make this thing? Right. You right. know, that was, that was the, you know, the crazy thing is like, how do you do this, right? How do you, how do you, your idea of all this color artwork, well, color artwork is expensive. I, I remember the, when you guys, uh, I was telling you guys about how me and Dave Howell used to play at the laundromat yeah. while we were getting our, our stuff done, and, and people would come over and say, what are you playing? And we had to say, oh, no, we can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd, like, hide it. <laughs> well, yeah, there was a lot of questions about how we would get this made. I call them the four big questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, uh, 
the big the first uh, big question you know came from uh, Richard Garfield himself when I first mm-hmm. met him and he, uh, there was a meeting before the play test decks you know, mm-hmm. um, when he yep. came up to Seattle yep. and he described to me the concept of the idea he hadn't designed a game yet he just mm-hmm. like two or three nights before you know between when I met when I met him a week earlier talking about Robo Rally. <laughs> sort of had this eureka idea that uh of, of what a collectible card game would be and collecting mm-hmm. cards and you play your deck versus somebody else's deck mm-hmm. and blah 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 and you describe it to me and and i got very excited immediately about it and richard was like wait a minute don't get too excited i don't know if it's possible to design this game i don't know if it's going to be fun like mm-hmm. it certainly wouldn't be fun to play poker if everybody could just pick which cards are in their hands right mm-hmm. um <laughs> so oh you've got a royal flesh too all huh? right <laughs> great <laughs> so uh you know and then there's yeah, how yeah, to yeah. print it there was how to get that much art how, how to, to raise some money raise some money those were the challenges right I could, yeah, so i think the funny part about the, so the printing part is interesting because uh I, so I was doing a lot of the print buying back then, mm-hmm. and so I was, you know, incumbent upon me to try to figure this out. And uh, you know, I remember, uh, you know, we were, I would, I'd call up a card mm-hmm. company, like someone that made like, you know, a deck of playing cards, right? And they just, they, they were set up to make fifty-two cards in a same, you know, same mm-hmm. order every deck, same order, mm-hmm. no randomization at all. Right. All the guys that can do randomization. They were all making baseball cards and football cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they that you can't play with. But you yeah. can't play can't with because they bent and stuff. So mm-hmm. nobody had that magic, you know, mm-hmm. moment of, of, of and, and and I remember us having, I remember Ken having this crazy idea. About <laughs> Ken McLaughlin. Ken and maybe Dave Howell, this yeah. big blower that was going to blow all these cards <laughs> and, and this big thing and then mix them all he up. He sketched and then, it on adapted. <laughs> I wish to God I still have that adapted. I bet he too. A conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. The cards... They'd print the cards and they would come off the printer and land on a conveyor belt. And it would go to this blower like a lotto machine, you know? Like the cards would just blow, blow, blow up and you'd just reach in and grab the cards as you needed them. Because we'd make make each deck hand by hand, right? Yeah, that was the idea. Because, you know, of course we could do that. We weren't going to sell that many. Of course. Of course. Exactly. So so I remember the the moment that we, because that was like the hardest thing not to crack. I mean, we had figured Mm -hmm. the rest of it out. But and we had a game that we were happy with and stuff, but I still know how to print it. And then my old White Wolf connection stepped right. in. It was a uh, it was Mark, uh, Ryan, Mark Ryan Hagen and mm-hmm. Steve Wick. Right. Uh, Steve basically Wick. came and, and introduced us a guy named Luke Mertens from a mm-hmm. company called Cardamundi in Belgium. Mm-hmm. And Luke had was at Gen Con that year. Yes. Gen Con, mm-hmm. best four Two. days in gaming. Best four days in yeah. gaming. Um, right. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> I know how to do my little marketing branding. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> anyway, so we're at Gen Con and we meet we meet Luke Mertens. I remember you brought him over to the booth. This is Lisa Stevens from White Wolf, a Renaissance in games. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I'm embarrassed. I don't know the Paizo tag. What's the Paizo? What's the What's the Gollum God? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. That was when we back in like 2003. Oh, I don't know how much we have a tagline anymore. Oh anyway, God. so I remember, so he, he they introduced us to him because he had talked to them about if they had any game stuff, and they knew <clears throat> they knew that we were working on this game because remember right. we tried to get some investment from them. Right. And so right. they 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 knew, and so they knew we were yeah. working on this game. And so when we meet met Luke, he was well, like, "This answers, by the way, this story answers the question I always had because yes, we had talked to them about it, but I don't remember ever talking to them about." Um, the printer issue, and um, but you must have. Because, I must have because when we met with Luke in Gen Con in 1992, Luke Mertens from Card of Monday, who would eventually end up printing uh, mm-hmm. Magic cards right. for us, uh, the answer to this big problem we're talking about. 
Um, Mark Reidenhagen came up to me and said, "I've I've I solved your your printing dilemma." Yeah, and, I'm sure I was asking. I was calling and, everybody and, trying to figure. And out. I'm sitting here going, "Oh, good." Mm-hmm. And how do you know about my printing dilemma? <laughs> 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 I'm only now hearing that piece of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's probably what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I was on the phone to anybody I knew saying, "Do you know any printer? Do you know anybody?" You know, yeah. we're, we're yeah. Getting, I was starting to get desperate. It's 92. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. right. we're, and, you know, a year away from when we released Magic, and I didn't know how to print it yet. And mm-hmm. to his credit, I mean, Luke did. I mean, he, uh, we went to lunch, and yeah. uh, I made him play Magic. I made him demo the game. And he always, I think that's one of his favorite stories to tell because he'll say, I don't play games. I just yeah, print right. cards. <laughs> Luke is not, mm-hmm. he is not a gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, no, you're not going to really understand what this game is. And mm-hmm. how it should be printed if you don't play it. Mm-hmm. I think I was right. I think mm-hmm. you probably were. I so I, I, I just right. Vic and I just had you know Vic's uh, my husband. We 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 just had a dinner with Vic Wirtz, also an early Wizard of the Coast employee. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And he was uh, so we and we were in Germany a few weeks ago and we met up with Luke Mertens at dinner and we were reminiscing about the, you know the early mm-hmm. days and he told me a story that story which I I I didn't know at the time and he said. If we would have met anybody else from Cardamundi about our, our printing right. problem, yeah. mm-hmm. they wouldn't have known what to do. But they didn't have they, anybody else, did they? Yeah, they did. he said they did. But I never we in my needed life to, saw somebody other than Luke Mertens from Cardamundi at we any needed, gaming show. We needed <laughs> to find Luke Mertens that out of Cardamundi. Yeah. And no one else in Cardamundi would have figured and known how to do he said. Right. And and so we literally, it was a needle in a haystack. Like this guy and this company and... You know, at this, right. I mean, it was that like, was it. And, yeah. it, and if without Luke Mertens, I don't know we ever make Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. I, I mean, or maybe not as well as we did. It could have been horrible. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, we would have somehow figured out something. We had too mm-hmm. big of an opportunity, but who knows? Probably. Maybe we would have run out of money, or maybe we, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Or the randomization wouldn't work right, and people wouldn't, wouldn't have been have able to it, play. It would have been a fun yeah. game. Like who knows, right? I mean, so yeah. It, yeah, you think about you think about again one of those things like we had to find that guy. You know, at that time, mm-hmm. and, and it's just, you know, that's that's just, that's just what's so cool about life, right? So you're saying, I mean, of course, Richard Garfield was the most important person having right. to do with Magic mm-hmm. Gathering. I always figured second to that was Lisa Stevens, but mm-hmm. now I'm, you're, you're saying Luke Mertens was probably more important than... Probably. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just we don't find Luke without Lisa, It's hard so. to tell, I but... Know. I know. Oh, that's snap. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. not. All right. Uh, All right. I'll, uh, I'll buy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and John causality, Martin, of course, for writing some checks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. that's how. So we get, you know, we get in Magic the Gathering. Yes. It's being printed. Yeah, and stuff. So so uh, this this is a story. I think I, I told you before. I think it's a story. I'm not sure I've ever told you the story. Oh. Because mm-hmm. I was actually, it, it, it was it was something. Ha- so people Uh-oh. need to understand Uh-oh. that Wizards of the Coast was a small little company. We're in Peter's oh, yeah. basement. Mostly yes. volunteers, not many yes. people. Actually, at the time, none of us were getting paid because of a little lawsuit yeah. that we won't talk about. But oh. so we yeah, were, so we, yeah, yeah, so we, we were all we, getting Yeah, just not to fill in paid. a little bit of that gap here, after we hired Lisa right. in um, 91. 1991, brought her out uh, right. to Seattle. Uh, we went a whole year focusing mainly on, on Palestine. Yeah, you know, Palestine yeah. and, and Prime Order, Order mm-hmm. yeah, right, which we published right. in 92. Yeah, we did mm-hmm. a lot of stuff for like, and, maybe like 10, 12 books. I don't know, we did yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. believe me, it was plenty of stuff. It was plenty of work for, it was plenty of words. <laughs> so these are books. So Beverly mm-hmm. had a lot to do. Yeah. And we, yeah, so anyway, 
and we sold the books. But yeah, we made like fifty thousand dollars that year. I think or something. Mm-hmm. it was awesome. <laughs> we did a little better than that, but not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't. And we ended up in a lawsuit because we made some perhaps poor choices. Yeah, um, I still think they're fine. Way, um, but whatever. Uh, well, we were court documents tra- sealed. You know, trademark. Their trademark. Uh, um, there was possibly a trademark infringement. There was a claim. Oh, we're concerned about trademark infringement. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. anyway, but we so settled we, it. But... We shut down for a while, and we did settle. We did. We did we settle it, it. Mm-hmm. and we got through it. But, but meanwhile, we we didn't have any money, and so all of us were working for free, right? And yes. so we were working for less than that because some of us were also getting pimped out to other companies for. Oh yeah, order for, that part too. Yeah. Uh, we worked on we worked on a yes, we uh, did. Ed Breedwood uh, thing mm-hmm. at that point. I remember. We worked on uh, what, what was this? We got pimped out. North. You pimped me out to White Wolf in return for an ad. In White Wolf magazine, I had to edit a. I, I believe you, but I don't remember yeah. this at all. I, although I can certainly imagine, you know, White Wolf really needs an editor. Aww. I mean, you know, I mean, at that time, right? It needs. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so, anyways, we're we're all in, right? right. We're all we in. We're, we're like like we're all our money. In. You know, we we got our invest investment. Mm-hmm. Every penny was going into magic, right? Mm-hmm. And, we, and we were just like, this is our gambit. You know, we're gonna we're gonna make this game, and if it takes off, we're good. If mm-hmm. not. End of story, right? So mm-hmm. we're all in. And so at the time, I was doing sales, and we we actually like took a thousand bucks to put an ad in uh, the, the 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 catalog for Capital City's just Capital City Distribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capital City back then was the largest comic distributor. They were bigger mm-hmm. than Diamond Comics, mm-hmm. and they were they were like we would do a book like The Complete Alchemist. And mm-hmm. they, they ordered like 250 copies. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was like wondering 40, 50, mm-hmm. 60 maybe. Mm-hmm. So they were by far our biggest account. Mm-hmm. So we decided to put an ad uh, in, 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 their, in their catalog to try to drive sales. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they always were one of the first orders we'd ever get, right, for Magic. Mm-hmm. They were always one of the first orders we'd get because they'd always send stuff and we'd have to tell them, ask, they'd solicit like three months in advance and then they'd get me the stuff like two months in advance and then I, I'd call people up mm-hmm. right be- like maybe a week or so before it shipped mm-hmm. and get the other orders. So so right. Peter kind of knew that this was happening right. So, right. and mm-hmm. he was rightfully just a little bit stressed out by this whole mm-hmm. process of getting the this game launched mm-hmm. and all the money and all their stuff mm-hmm. it's stressful at times when you're when you're dealing with that so he's 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 bugging me about that it sounds like a caveat to bad behavior <laughs> <laughs> and so, he was really stressed in those times so <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> so I, please continue i get the so i get the a packet of orders from from mm-hmm. that catalog and, and and I think that was actually one. I think Complete Alchemist was in there actually. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 250 copies or 260 or something. And I get the ones from Magic the Gathering, and they ordered one deck and six booster packs. Not one display, mm-hmm. not, not six displays. Yep. One deck and six booster packs for a grand total of like 32 dollars or something mm-hmm. like that of, of of sales. Ooh. And I my my my, 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 my literally my my. Everything felt my my stomach. It just it mm-hmm. just it went and just like holy shit, we're done. We're just so hosed, you know. Yeah. I, I, we we, we, so we spent a thousand dollars to try to put this in mm-hmm. ad in there to try to drive sales, right. and we couldn't sell even the same amount of copies as the complete Alchemist. I mean, <laughs> and, 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 and 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 so I hid that thing. I put it in the bottom. I buried it in a whole lot of stuff. And every time you'd ask, I'd lie and say we never haven't got it yet. 
And I hope you wouldn't think about asking me again because I don't know how many times I could lie and tell you that. Because I was just afraid if I showed that to you, you would just despair and yeah. give up. Because at that time, we had no choice but to follow through and, and, and get it right. out because yeah. it was already at the printer. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, it was it was like, it's mm-hmm. not going to do anybody any good to worry about the fact that our largest stripper just ordered six booster packs in one deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just, there was no, you know, we can't mm-hmm. do anything about that. Let's just move right. on and see what else we can do. And mm-hmm. so I don't know if you remember, we came, but you and I came up with this crazy idea at the time. And we, we made these little coupons that said, putting my money where my mouth is. You remember yes. that? And so, mm-hmm. and, and so we sent these to the distributors. And then yeah, there was one with you and one with me. I was, where, I was warehouse labor and you were like janitor, janitor right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which right. was, yeah. and so, and we, and we put those out there. We sent them to everybody. And it basically said, we have 100%, we'll give, give you 100% returnability in your first order of Magic the Gathering, right? Because mm-hmm. right? Right. we figured, well, if we give them 100% returnability, maybe they'll order a bunch. And that's, you, you can't sell it if it's not, you're not ordering it. Right. And so what do we have to lose? Because all our money's in, you know? Yeah. If, it, if it fails, there's no money to re- refund anyways. Right. If it doesn't sell, we're going to go out of business. I mean, they, they, yeah. they, they could say, hey, I want to return this. I'm like, great, well, we're out of business. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you know, if they're going to all return it, we're done. Which I now understand has uh, certain <laughs> ethical problems. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're under the gun and you're young and stuff, it's, you know, it's just, you do what you have to do. Sad but true. So, not entirely proud of that moment, but you're uh, right. You know, it's, it, it is what you do, right? Yeah. And, and it's so... <laughs> we just had, you had the confidence that it was going to work out well for them so, if they yeah. just did it, oh, so. I, and by the way, the distributors actually look 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 on that very fondly. I, I, I so many of those guys still have their their little coupon in their oh, wallets. I've had so many goodness. of them come up to me and show it to me and say, "Remember this?" I never had to use it, so they still mm-hmm. have it, right? Mm-hmm. And and so there's one funny it's a good thing we said it was only for the first expansion. Otherwise, yeah, Fallen the first Empires release. came out. With the <laughs> just. Just the first shipment, actually. First, first shipment. your first order. First shipment. Mm-hmm. First order, no reorders. Just the first shipment. Mm-hmm. So, funny story about the time is there was. Uh, so you were remember you were taking that little trip down the west coast, yes. visiting all mm-hmm. the, the retail yes. stores, yes. drumming up support on the way to Gen Con that year. Right. So this was right before the release of Magic: The Gathering. Mm-hmm. What Lisa's right. referring to is uh, as a way to uh, promote the release. Um, mm-hmm. I did a a tour uh, with Kathy. We drove down. The, the West Coast and then over to Albuquerque and then Denver and flew yeah. down from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think you drove just, the whole way, didn't you? We flew all the way down the coast. Oh, right. and we ended in Denver. We flew from Denver. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but you know, so at the time you were, this the game was just basically every time Peter hit a, a store, mm-hmm. yeah. he'd make all these converts, and then they would actually sometimes drive to the next store and <laughs> stuff to buy more cards. And so there was this kind of wave yes. of West Coast converts, mm-hmm. and and those stores were like frantic to get magic. So all the West Coast distributors were selling out of magic, right? So yes. ma- you know, magic launches and especially War Games West. Yep, the War, War Games West, West but was also the distributor Chessex West, and there was Chessex a other Berkeley. Berkeley was slow to adopt magic. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, Michael Sloan came and apologized to me about that years later. He's like, <laughs> he just like I couldn't get past the idea that it was uh, comparing magic to. Um, there had been a Dungeons and Dragons. Col- uh, um, Trading cards product yeah, 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 or trivia one. product yeah, 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 or something yeah. like mm-hmm. something with cards on it that was fantasy Dungeons yeah, and Dragons that, was... that um that had flopped and yeah. he's like just couldn't get out of the mindset of comparing it to that mm-hmm. and it didn't it took anyway but so 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 you're you're drumming up support I'm starting to get you know those <clears throat> some distributors are starting to get excited and they're starting to want to buy stuff and 
I, so I'm, I'm calling around to all my distributors. There's this little distributor in Georgia at the time. Uh, and I call them up on the phone. I'll never forget this. I say, hey, how are things going? Expecting to hear great things are really taking off and stuff. And he's like, I was hoping you'd call because I haven't sold a single one of those their magic cards. And I don't want to return the whole thing. <laughs> and, and I had a list of retailers uh, next to my mm-hmm. phone for all, and I've been calling all day looking Everybody for magic. Wanted it, yeah. You know where magic is, right? And so what I did is I, th- I, I, I pretended, hey, hang on, hang on. I got another call coming and I'm going to put you on hold. So I put him on hold. I sat there for a few minutes and I, 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 I called up all these retailers and said, hey, you know, this hobby store in Atlanta has Magic the Gathering. And I gave him the phone number and then I went to the next one and called and kept calling, right? Mm-hmm. right. And so they, I, you know, then at the end of that, I, I get on that phone and say, oh, hey, sorry about that. It took a little longer. It was Europe. And I mean, you know, lied about it, of course. Because <laughs> you're in sales. Because I'm in sales. Oh, right? Lisa, you're just... <laughs> even enough to, no so I no said, shame at all. Huh? So I said, so I said, all right, so, um, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you an address to ship it back to you. He goes, I don't, want, I don't want to send it back. We just sold it out of all of it. I want to buy more. <laughs> I, I never... I, I, I think I heard a short and abbreviated version mm-hmm. of that story, but without the lying just... part. I think. <laughs> yeah. Is there, you the know, story's much better with the lying. It's easier to be honest this is just between days, friends, you know? right? Right, right. right. What's the yeah. lie on the internet or anything, right? No, it is on the internet, which <laughs> oh, means nobody in real life is going right, to know about it, right? Just, just those internet people. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I have another fun story. The I people talk. in the know. The people in the know. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, so... I have a, so here's a trivia question for you. I don't Uh-oh. think you know the answer. By the way, we read notes of stories. Yeah, that's I great. Know. That's awesome. Uh-huh. No, no, yeah, no. That's, that's fabulous. That's so, great. All right. So trivia question. Then. Yes. So okay. if, if, you've, if you read Yes for Miraforce's uh, Facebook, you might know the answer to this one because we talked about it about three or four months ago on his, his, his Facebook. Uh, he was doing old Magic the Gathering stories. But which – so the trivia question, which artist has been on more Magic the Gathering cards than any other Magic artist? Or any other artist? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, this is a yes, sir story. So I'm going to guess yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Tell you. Is it true confession? It's time from yes, sir. You mean the, the artist on... The, the, the artist The artist on whose the artwork okay, is on, Magic the Gathering, on more Magic the Gathering cards than oh, any, but than any the other artist. artist whose artwork whose is artwork. on... Now, actually, okay, yeah. okay, not, not, not so, who the artist is on, because I thought you were going to a different story. Uh, it'd be somebody who did lands, I, I, right? I, I, oh, yeah. Good point. Are you talking about cards or pieces of art? I'm talking about which artist? <laughs> which pieces? Yeah, you can tell I'm, there's a little bit of a catch on this one. Yeah. The answer is Joe the Ant. <laughs> Joe the Ant. Joe the Ant. Joe the Ant. And if you ask yes for he would start cackling and he knows exactly the Joe the Ant story. So when I'm at University of Minnesota, I find out that I, I, I'll just I'll tell this part quick. There's this guy that's giving away his possessions on in, on the in, in, on the you know common green or whatever, right. mm-hmm. and, and they say you got to go over. This guy is giving away his possessions. Some, some my friend had got this really awesome tennis racket, so I go over there, right. and you had to stand in line. And mm-hmm. then this guy, was, his name is Joe the Ant. He was the ant for God, and he had decided to devote his life to God, become a hermit, and he gave away all his possessions. Right. And so and God would tell him what you're supposed to get of his possessions, right? Right. And so okay. I get up there. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me and he closes his eyes and he reaches and he has this painting of this like stormy uh, seascape with a castle on it. Right. And and uh, so he says, God wants you to have this. And so I, I got it. I wrote on the on back Joe the Ant and the date. 
And right. I, and I, and I took it home and never thought much about it. So flash, you know, forward to the fact when we're making Magic the Gathering and Jesper's designing the card backs. Right. Mm -hmm. And he needs a texture and for, ah. this, for the little blue that goes around the Magic the Gathering logo. Mm -hmm. And he says, can I use that artwork that you have, you have from Joe the End? And so I, we scan it in. And, and so that little blue thing is the scan of Joe the Ant's artwork he gave me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so oh, every Magic card my. has Joe the Ant on it. <laughs> I, I didn't know that story. That's awesome. untold that? story. Well, at least yeah. unheard by me well, stories. That's, yeah. yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, so fun stuff, huh? Oh my mm. gosh, that is hilarious. <laughs> well, Everything. yeah, he was right. God, you know, if it's God, maybe if God exists, then that's clearly that mm -hmm. just about proves it, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, sure, we could have used something else then too, but you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking right. of using something else, let's. How about the magic symbol uh, or the magic expansion symbol story? Yeah, yeah. Tell us about magic expansion. That's, that's a fun story, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah, for all of you guys out there. So this is the early days of Magic. Mm -hmm. We don't really know what the heck we're doing with this game that's runaway success. We don't know. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, doing. I Because remember... no one knows how to manage a trading card game because this right. is... Never happened. Never happened yeah. before. Right. And, yeah. I think exactly. originally we were going to do Magic the Gathering and then about... A, you know, then we thought, I had these ideas for like a whole new game called Magic Ice Age and a whole other one called Magic... Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, there was a couple other names like... Uh, Lunch money. I don't. Know. It was, I think they had some weird names to them and stuff. Menagerie. Uh, I think that I think might have been Menagerie. I don't know. Yeah, Menagerie. That's menagerie right. was, there was one. Menagerie uh, was one. I remember that. Power lunch. That was, it. Power it was called lunch. Power, power lunch. lunch. Yes, and I think those became something else. They became other things, right? Like power yeah. lunch. I think became Mirage or Menagerie became right, Mirage. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Ice Age stayed uh, Ice, Ice Age, but stayed mm -hmm. Ice Age. Yeah. But you know, okay. so we the idea was that you know we're gonna scrap. Magic the Gathering would, would just be that first release, and that was it, and then it'd be a right. Magic Clown Ice Age or whatever. Mm -hmm. right. right. So, you know, we, I remember we went to Richard, we went out to Philadelphia mm -hmm. to, to, you know. Oh, famous we, meeting. This is before meeting. Magic came out. Right. This is, um, would have been the fall before Magic came out. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. About eight months before in the fall of 1992. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we went out there because all this time that Richard had been working on Magic the Gathering uh, had been other than the brief meeting we had in Seattle, uh, it had been at the University mm -hmm. of Pennsylvania right. where he was still in his in his doctorate right. program. Mm -hmm. and, and all his play mathematics. Yeah. yeah, and all his players, all his play testers and developers at the time mm -hmm. were all people he was going to school with at the University of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So there was a moment where we went out there, you and I <coughs> and Jesper. I think Vic was there yeah. too. And, and uh, Vic. Yeah, I was um, almost everybody that we... We're looking, that, was we're looking that way because yeah, Vic's, Vic's sitting over there. there. Hi, Vic. Uh, Not me, I didn't fly. <laughs> Sorry? Not me, I didn't fly. Uh, yeah. So we went out there and we met Richard, uh, who some of us had met, but um, right. we, that was the first time we got to meet, you know, a Scaff bunch of Scaff and Jim Lin and, and a bunch of other people. people yeah. Dave who Petty. Became Dave Petty, yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. I remember we, 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 I remember us coming up with, this is what a product line could look like, right? Because right. mm -hmm. we hadn't thought about a product line. We were just thinking about getting this thing sold. Mm -hmm. And then we hadn't really thought about what comes next, right? Mm -hmm. It's so much work to release a product, especially for the first time, that it's sometimes difficult to take you know, mm -hmm. to take the time you need to kind of right. step back from it and mm -hmm. say, what are we going to do to follow this mm -hmm. up in the future, right? So, anyway, anyway, yeah, I keep so, cutting so, you yeah, off. Yeah, so, no, no, that's fine, that's fine. 
we we said we, this is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so here we are. You know, we're 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 we're, we're we decided that we needed to get something out quick, right? Mm-hmm. We needed to get something in the marketplace quick, and we you know, Ice Age was going to take a lot of play testing. It was a big card set, just like mm-hmm. Magic: The Gathering was, and so we came up with the idea for the expansion. And Arabian Nights was the first mm-hmm. one, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so at that thing, you know, it, we thought, you know, Richard's like, well, we could play off the Arabian Nights mythos. I can write, you know, Shahrazad. Mm-hmm. I can just come up with all these these cards and. Mm-hmm. And we'll just, it was something he, he, he was passionate about and would be easy to make. Mm-hmm. So he makes the expansion. We're getting it printed. And the if you've ever seen the box for this, it's got a, you know, you'd always, you know, fold it up and the little card back would be at the top of the display, right? And it was a pink card back that yes. said, you know, Magic the Gathering. And, 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 and Richard, because Richard wanted a different color, because he wanted to be able to sort the cards out. Right. Of Arabian Nights and Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. you know, in case right. you didn't want Arabian Nights cards in your in your game. Right. And right. so that was the way he was going to deal with it. So we we sent it off to Cardamundi, and I don't remember exactly. We must have done something on the internet. We must have posted something. Well, this, I, is early, I, this is before websites. Well, so I always thought the word because the word got out is where you're going, right? right, right. Is that the word got out that we were going to have a, that the Arabian Nights cards were going to have a different card back. Right. Um, what I thought it was was through your distributor solicitations that oh, there was a picture yeah. of the packaging in the solicitations that you sent yeah, to distributors for yeah, the orders, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then. Of course, the distributors turn around and send. Oftentimes, just send a photocopy of the exact same right. uh, mm-hmm. well faxes, faxes to the well, retailers, and so. the retailers are of course showing it to you know yeah. yeah. But see, so, I mean, so anyway, I, the word anyway, got out there. Word got out there, and I, there was a uh, game store in Los Angeles, All Star, right? All Star games. games and Comics, and they called me on a Saturday morning. I remember. And 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 I'm for some reason I'm, I'm at work. I always must have been at work all the time. We're always at work. Yeah, exactly. They're saying you're you're making this huge mistake. You can't change the card backs. And you know, I'm talking to the owner. And I'm like, well, it's already at the printer. He goes, oh, this is horrible. This is horrible. You're gonna screw the whole game up. And then and then he said, and here's all my my customers gonna tell you how bad this is. And he kept putting these guys on the phone one after another. And I'm sitting there at like 9:30 in the morning listening to these guys oh, rant I, about how we're making oh this horrible choice. I totally forgot about that. And, and, and the, my my stomach is just <laughs> like, oh my god, what have we done? We just killed the golden uh-huh. goose, right? And and so I remember we 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 Richard was over in Walla Walla at the time. And so we call him on the phone, and we have a like a, on a Sunday. I think it was like a Sunday night or right. Sunday afternoon. We have we get all the major mm-hmm. shareholders and, and people who were working at, at the company at the time, and we have this kind of thing like, what should we do? Right. And Richard was adamant we have to have a way to to to, to tell the expansions apart from the main set. And, and but you know, and he, he and I'm, I'm like, well, we can't have a different card back, and we're brainstorming. And he's like, well, what, can we do an expansion symbol? Can we do a symbol on the front? Well, it's like on the, fr- on the card on face. the card face, yeah. right? Instead of right. on the back, so that way the backs stay right. the same. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, we've already sent it to the printer, right? It's that in, in Belgium. We need to go on press Monday morning, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, first exactly. thing, right? Right. And, you know, this must have been Saturday night because we had. I think we had to kind of mm-hmm. get stuff set up the next right. day. So right. it must have been Saturday night. We had this meeting, <laughs> right. and and so. And so we decided to do this expansion symbol, and we're like, well, what artwork do you have? And we, we found this scimitar-looking thing in the Talislana artwork. Mm-hmm, Richard Thomas mm-hmm. had made all this, these, these pictures of weapons, mm-hmm. and we found this, like, that looks like a scimitar. So I remember I, I blew it up as big as I could on our copy machine, mm-hmm. and we faxed it to Cardamundi. 
and said, well, you're going to shrink it down. It doesn't matter that's low res, right? We'll just shrink it down and mm-hmm. it's going to be so small on the thing. It doesn't matter as long as it kind of looks like a cylinder, right? right. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, yeah, we can drop this under the card sheets. Yeah. And, this, and then just use the card back. We already have the card back from Magic mm-hmm. from right. the first set. And so on Monday morning, they did that. Because they were they had a card back that we had supplied them right, right. that was pink. Or right. whatever that right, color right. was, <laughs> right? Which is what they were set up to do. Right. And so mm-hmm. then it was a question, can you switch back? And well, yeah, of course we can. We just use the card back from Magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We already have that mm-hmm. back. Which was right. the whole point, right? Right. right. Yeah, the faxed Shimitar for Raby Knights. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, before you start down another... <laughs> I mean, that's great. Thank you. That's an awesome story. Before you start down another... I'm going to check where... we got about 15 more minutes. Right. Uh, and I know we're just getting started, but I was going to check. Do we have any questions from from the feed, from the World Wide Web? No, no questions from the World Wide Web? Okay. Okay, well then. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll we, oh, oh, you'll look at the feed. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, <laughs> Kristen forgot to tell you that was part of your job today. Is oh, like, <laughs> no, no. Okay. All right. In the meantime, we can keep going. What's your next? You, okay. Beverly, I've gone through most Beverly, of my Beverly, do you list. have a question? Do you have a question? <laughs> the main question that I have is what, did you think you were going to do when the everything came pouring in and we knew it was going to be huge and ginormous Uh you know not that you hadn't had you know other successes previously but that was like an order of magnitude different you know what did you think you were going to have to do to change how you market something that's already that you know i i Funny thing, I think the true story is, I was just hanging on for dear freaking life. Oh yeah. Well. I mean, it was it was. I always say, Magic Gathering in those days was like drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just so powerful, and so many things were happening, and it was just you, you just it was it was a race. And I remember we 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 just quickly had to find people to do stuff. And I mean, it was nearest warm body. So like, literally, I mean, literally, literally. If you breathed. And you and you and you, had and you a, wanted a job at Wizard of the Coast, you could get, you could one. get one at that time. If you were alive enough to show up. So I re- at the time I was hanging out with all of these uh, uh, the Camarilla up here in Seattle, which the mm-hmm. the old Vampire the Masquerade live action people. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing a lot of stuff with them since I came from White Wolf before mm-hmm. that. And so our early I mean, I say vast majority of our early employees were Camarilla members. And we had mm-hmm. we had a whole goth section of our mm-hmm. office. We did. Mm-hmm. We had a whole goth section. It's awesome. Rias man. Hall, by the way, is going to be on our show in a, oh, in nice. a, in a few mm-hmm. weeks. I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. when. Um, I actually just got uh, friended by Wade Racine yesterday. So. Yeah. Wade Racine was yeah. goth. Kyle Namvar was goth. Mm-hmm. Steve Bishop was goth. Steve Bishop, uh, right? You know, Jeff Harris. Jeff Harris. Jeff Harris. Thank you. Oh, I'm trying to remember his last man, name. I'm trying to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt. Matt. Uh, uh, what was Matt's oh. name? Oh. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Burke, yeah. Matt Burke. Thank Burke. you. Yes. Thanks, thanks, Vic. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure there was more, but it was mm-hmm. you know, it's like that was kind of what happened. It's like if you right. knew somebody mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I you know, I'm gonna introduce you guys to these. Well, guys and you and know, I, there's <laughs> the extreme version of that story. I will leave out, and this is one of those stories where you leave out the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the point in time after after Magic had come out, and we were growing rapidly. We were up to. 30 employees maybe and we moved into an office we were making a real money, office a real office and um my mom was the bookkeeper oh mm-hmm. i remember that and uh mom. and it's so, like she comes in i want to set up a, a payroll mm-hmm. system you know and um i'm like great i think that's a great idea and um so uh so what should i you have a list of employees and i think i said well just 
walk around the building and that's <laughs> how much they make and just assume everybody makes the minimum because we pretty much pay we had sort of a minimum bare you know mm-hmm. sort of price just pay everybody that unless they speak up and uh, and there was a guy who was in the office that day who didn't actually work there <laughs> but, but he got put on the payroll <laughs> And got hired and was there for like a year before we figured it out. And and I remember that story too. I remember he was uh, was doing something kind of involving um, uh, production back in the production office. And uh, I remember Jesper came into my office one day and this uh, says, Peter, this guy so-and-so is just driving me crazy. Like, why? It's like, well, he's just, he's, he doesn't do anything productive and he's buying all this equipment. It's like, I think it's a waste of money that we have him. And I thought this guy worked for Jesper. And I said, no, he, well, he's your employee. Get him in line, you know, and, and, you know, discipline him or fire him. You can fire him and you can, whatever. And it was like, he doesn't work for me. He works for Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And I'm like, Oh, and so Jesper, do you remember this? I think I know who this guy is. So Jesper, yeah, don't don't say his name. So so Jesper and I walked into your office and like, Lisa, what what the hell is so-and-so doing back there? You got to get this guy in line. You know, it works for you. And Lisa's like, he doesn't work for me. And I'm like, who the hell does this guy work for? I mean, that's, I hate, I mean, that story is one of the most embarrassing stories you could possibly tell. Like running a company where you have an employee and you don't know. But, and, but and that nobody... was the times. I mean, yeah. it was, again, like you're on a fire hose. You're just, you're, so many things are happening. I mean, I, I was shedding jobs as fast as I could find someone to take them. I mean, because, right. you know, again, we, mm-hmm. we're wearing so many hats, but oh, when yeah. it took off, yeah. you couldn't do all those hats, right? Right. And so it, it was just like, in all sense, like, you know, Carol Monahan, you know, you know, it's like, yeah. you're Who in charge of sales, Who will also be on the right? show later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Carol Monahan's going to be yeah, on the exactly. show. Exactly. So it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, Carol, you're, you're, you're hired, you're in charge of sales, you get that drawer on the bottom of my desk, that's your, that's yours and right. stuff. And, you know, it's just like, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and so we were just, you know, we were just young and, and there was so much going on and we didn't, you know, we never, none of us had experience. Well, you this. had experience at least in tabletop yeah, a games. Little, a little bit, but not but even that None level. of us were prepared for what come, but, but there was this well, we weren't sweet like moment. managing people. You right. know, there was, yeah. we didn't have like staff that we had to figure out, oh, are they doing what they're yeah. supposed to be doing and do they exactly. have what they need? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I don't want to under, uh, undercut how incredibly valuable you were for us because you had actually done sales and marketing mm-hmm. in the tabletop game industry. But never grew mm-hmm. a company like that that right. quickly, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, nobody was, did. Yeah. I mean, finding office space, right? right. I mean, yes. I, I'd been living, up to that point, I'd been in people's, in houses, right? Mm-hmm. In right. basements of houses. And that's how we ran our businesses because mm-hmm. it was a small cottage industry, right? That's how tabletop sudden, works. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're in a real company we have, and we have to have, we hired a lawyer. We hired, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. Things that right. just you never right. thought mm-hmm. you'd have to do, an HR person or whatever. And so that's when you're, you know, you, you, it's just. That was, must have been just a super fun job. Right. With those days. All right, we're getting near the end, and uh, take us to now. Like, what are, what are you doing these days? This is, I mean, you know, this is an sure. opportunity to, you know, let, you know, I'm, not, you know, Pies is a big company, so maybe there's somebody out there that hasn't heard of you. Though, maybe Pies. Way to spoiler good. the answer, Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, as you know, I'm, you know, my company is, is you know, Paizo, Paizo Inc. here in Seattle, where we do the Pathfinder and Starfinder games, uh, Pathfinder Adventure Card game, uh, I have a great crew over there in Redmond, and we've been, you know, 
also a sponsor of Gen Con. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for Have your been business. Have for many years. No, it's appreciate it. We appreciate it back because it's it's it is you know <clears throat> it is it still is after all these years the most important convention that you can possibly go to every year and we we you know we basically plan our release schedule around it and everything mm-hmm. and in in you know our customers we have so many great customers come from all over the world and we get to see them there and hang out with them for four days and play games and and just it's 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 an amazing experience right so anyway you know we're we're uh, releasing. Uh, Pathfinder Second Edition is right. uh, coming out at Gen Con mm-hmm. this year. <clears throat> I hopefully we don't uh, screw up uh, your 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 exhibit hall with too many long lines. But like you know, <laughs> we've done that before before too in Magic. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know, so we we have that coming out. Uh, the Pathfinder Adventure Card Game as a new edition. Mike Selinker, you know, Mike. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. he's mm-hmm. he's designed a, a a kind of new version of the Adventure Card Game that actually releases like next week. Next mm-hmm. week, yeah, Vic, Vic works on it. So mm-hmm. uh, that's coming out next week. And then, of course, we're all gearing up for PaizoCon, which is... When's that? PaizoCon's Memorial Day weekend, so not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. Okay. It's okay. in SeaTac at the Double Tree. Is it all sold out or somebody No, we, have a few, we do have a few tickets left over for, so for local people. So if someone, mm-hmm. yeah, when yeah. you're local to Seattle or the Seattle or Oregon or whatever you want to come up. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a funny story how we came up with PaizoCon because we... At the time, we were going to some smaller conventions. I won't name which smaller conventions we were going to, but we'd lose a ton of money every time we'd go to those, these smaller conventions that weren't Gen Con. Gen Con was, was different. We'd actually make money. <coughs> and so one year, some of our fans had actually decided to make something called PaizoCon. They, they all got together on the internet and said, come to Seattle, we're going to hang out. So about 50 of these guys showed up in Seattle and invited us to come over. Are you serious? Yeah, they invited us to come over and hang out on a Saturday and maybe do a couple panels or something like that. So mm-hmm. so we did, and we had so much fun. And then and then we lost, kept, kept losing money in these small conventions. I said, well, if we're going to lose money, we might as well run our own convention and lose money. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, at least then we control it and uh-huh. stuff like that. And this was so much fun having all the you know, our, our fans up. And so when that first PaizoCon, we second one onward, we've been running them. And they've grown from, you know, a couple hundred people to like over a thousand now. Uh, wow. Of our most hardcore people, and it's you're just, almost getting up to where you could <coughs> not lose money at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, except we don't. That's not not the point, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. Point is hanging out and giving a, having a really great experience. So all of our employees go there. They run games. Mm-hmm. They hang out and talk. Right. You know, it's a great chance to just, you know, just hang out with Paizo employees and and, and and play games and things. So it's it's a it's a real fun weekend. It's really kind of focused on on our customers more than anything. So, so I got to ask you, Pathfinder Second Edition. That's, yeah. that's a big, that's a big move, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's scary. I remember when we did Third Edition Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons back mm-hmm. in the Wizards days. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you nervous? No, because I know my. I, I, I've seen the finished product. I've read it. It's really good. In fact, I can't wait to start playing it at home. Um, really? Yeah. That's you're supposed to say that. Uh, no, but it's true. It's true. It's true. It's That's really, awesome. I mean, they really mm-hmm. did some really cool things. I mean, it's still Pathfinder. It still feels and plays like Pathfinder. There's just anything some things that, that make anything it. Anything that you haven't announced that you could tell mm-hmm. us on I, our you know, show today? I, no. <laughs> no spoilers. We did a play. T- we did actually did a Can't play. Can't give us a little scoop, Lisa. Uh, sorry, Your old man. friend, Peter Atkinson. Give sorry. Him a you know, if I did that, they'd have Heard to kill me. Heard it first if they, on Fireside. You know, if I did that, they'd have to kill me. So that would be bad. I mean, that's a grand tradition. I'd have to fire myself. But no, it's a grand tradition. I started that tradition. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're I, happy I actually, with it. I actually, yeah, I, I am yeah. really happy with it. And uh, 
Man, they got an amazing team over there mm. that just, yeah. they worked real long and hard well, like mm-hmm. over over three years on this and uh, you know what it's like when you yeah. put together a new yeah. edition it's, it's 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 you know you, you want to be true to the the past and, and, and mm. what's there but you also want to find what the problems are what you know what things cause people issues in their games and having yeah. 10 years that's the 10th anniversary of Pathfinder RPG by the way this year wow. it came out in 2009 since so, 19 so, so how would you explain what's the changes, the adjustment in Pathfinder, it's, you know. In, yeah, I think a, it's, it's... In a paragraph, how do you sum that I up? I would just say, basically, it's all about... It's, you know, again, 10 years of... Oh, fam, that must be my phone. <laughs> hey, somebody answer Lisa's phone or turn it <laughs> off. Yeah, it's, it's, we're not quite done. Almost 100%. done. Just give us a couple more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the... Uh, that's probably like my guys say, don't tell them anything. Oh, that was probably your staff. <laughs> that was probably Eric. Eric on the phone. <laughs> like, no, no. Get her out of there. Actually, they're probably going to give you a scoop. Maybe you should call them back and find out what... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, so when you have ten years of playing a game, you have a lot of feedback from the, from your customers, right? Right. right. And, and, and 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 from yourself playing the game. And I've you know yeah. ran campaigns the whole time, and so you know it's just it's finding ways to keep the flavor and everything, but make it so it's just it plays yeah. more fun. It plays mm-hmm. easier. It's easier to remember stuff. It's easier to just you know as a GM to come up with stuff. Well, and, first edition was based on third edition D and D. Yeah. Right. And and certainly, 2.5. I, yeah, three point five. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. It I, I very dare close. the average role player to tell yeah. the difference. Though, yeah, by the way. I know. So you know, I think it's fair to say that um, uh, a fair criticism of third edition was that it just got a little bit too much into the math. So right. did you kind of do a little bit like what Wizards did with fifth edition? We're going to not talk about fourth edition because. <laughs> we'll pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't, but, we didn't go as far as Wizards did in terms of they they made a very casual. They make right. a game that's kind of really great for the cash fan. We're still a hobby game. It, it, it's 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 a hobby okay. game. Where, you know where where mm-hmm. you know it's it's. I mean, the rule book so, is you know is big enough to you know in between. to beat off an intruder and so, stuff <laughs> like that. So it's 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 you know I think it's that's definitely right, that sounds good. But 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 you know there's things like oh there's just there's this innovation that we have for the uh, action economy right. It's it's called you know it's it's three actions and a reaction. It's just like. It seems really simple, but basically every turn, what can you do? You can do three actions and a reaction. And so the three actions, like, okay, I move this, pull up the potion and drink it. Three actions, right? right? It's right. real simple, and it's just really easy to adjudicate. It's not like, is it a fast action? Is it a, you know, is it a oh, yeah. free yeah. action? Right. Is it a, good. Good. A, a move action? I mean, That's you, great. You don't have to worry about that stuff. It's just you hear, you, you heard it here first, right? <laughs> I don't think it's first. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think we heard it here first. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's classic episode of Fireside with Peter Adkison. If you want to catch the show live, be sure to tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv backslash TV. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to stay up to date on all the Fireside podcast happenings. We will be back every Monday with classic episodes of Fireside covering the history of Magic the Gathering and every Friday with new episodes of Fireside Dungeons and Dragons. Again, I've been Marcus from Gen Con TV. Thank you for listening and we will see you soon.